Welcome to Witch Yes, a podcast for casual conjurings, witches in training, and, and Tara's blocked heart chakra. Okay. It's okay, buddy. Hang in there. All right. That's my job. Okay. I'm Alicia Herter. And I'm Tara Keck. On today's episode, the Malleus Maleficarum, Witches in the News, and a spell for when the weight of the world is on your shoulders. Atlas. <laughs> It's so heavy. It's so heavy. Ugh. What if he just dropped it? Where would we go? I don't know. Do we just like plummet <laughs> through space for a while? And that's like, it. I, I don't know. Like, and we like come back. I feel like that's kind of like what we're doing right now. Would it just be like a loop? And we're just like back in his hands at some point? Or does it just keep going down? Space like- really scares me. <laughs> Alicia has a phobia about black holes. I do. I hate it. Yeah. Marcel was like, because that black hole was doing stuff recently. Did you read that article? What black hole? Which one? The one in the middle? I, I don't know which one. There are lots of black holes, apparently. There was one that, it was something like different colors were coming out of it or something. And scientists Whoa. were like, ooh, and like very excited about it. And I'm like, <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> How far is that? And Marcel's like, no, no, no. It's like light years away. And I'm like, I don't know what that means either. <laughs> just dying <laughs> being like spaceships can go light years can the earth go light years? no spaceships can't nothing can go the speed of light except for light in star wars well that's like yeah and in star the, trek and the land of make-believe okay so you don't have anything to worry because there's no there's no way your human body could ever get go fast enough through space what if it did <laughs> i mean i've been going to the gym <laughs> my so. crown chakra opens too wide and it, it like shuts me into the air into like slam dunk into a black hole hole in one what the fuck I hate this I hate this conversation so um I just want to give out a special thanks to James Bundy for his donation and um we all everyone over here which yes really appreciates your support thank you James thanks James we love you Write to us. <laughs> Write soon. Sincerely, <laughs> Tara Keck and Alicia Herder. P.S. Marcel, too. Oh, yeah. Marcel says hi. Okay. <laughs> he wanted us to tell you. He feels left out. So what's up, Ma? Besides Black Holes and the Rainforest. Oh, my God. Well, the music video I worked on has come out. So that's very exciting. You can find it on Petra's Instagram, which is at Petra, P-A-Y-T-R-A underscore. And it's cool because obviously I talked about it a few episodes ago and post-production takes a lot of time. It does. So now we're done. Yeah. <laughs> but that's really cool. If you guys don't remember, if you haven't listened to the episodes or you're not caught up, Petra is a musical artist that Alicia has been working with on her music video. We went to go see her at the Bowery Electric and she is what, like 20... 20... One still, I think. Yeah. I don't know when she turns twenty-two. In April, right? She's an Aries. Oh yeah. So, she so maybe like... she's twenty-two right now. But still, she was in this small music venue. She's the only one with backup dancers. She had a dope. whole routine. It was fucking wild. 
And I was just like thinking about myself at 22, working at Starbucks in Portland, Oregon. That's probably the best place to work at a Starbucks, though. Bless you. This is live content. I mean, it was it was like a uh, like a suburb outside of Portland, and everyone was very self important. And one time, I got yelled at for not turning a cup around the right way so that it faced the person working at the bar. That does sound very Portlandia. It was. It was very um, pretty spot on. It was wild. I zero out of ten would not recommend because it ruins a lot of things for you, and then you have to go to therapy because a barista one time told you that you were. Starbucks ruins lives. It does. It really does. And as I say that, I am drinking a pumpkin spice latte. Well, in other update news, I find this so funny. (laughs) Marcel texted us today and was like, ladies, I need your attention. He was... (laughs) I was I was waiting for either to be told that we had gotten our first sponsor. Yeah, I was or like, we what got happened? Hundred dollar donation. I was like, wow, something really cool and important has happened. Exactly, and what it was. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So good. What it was was, we are number one thousand two hundred twenty in comedy podcasts. In the United States. You're welcome. We finally made it. We finally made it. Which, to be fair, it was out of 1,500. So we are on the list. And we are not just on the list. We're like a little bit above the list. Yeah, we're not like the worst of the worst. We're no. like the D minuses. Yeah, we're like slowly, like we got an after school tutor. Like we're really trying to work hard yeah. to get that grade up. Mm-hmm. But he was so excited. He was so excited. He was, so he was excited. like, I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but like this is really a big deal. That this is my Marcel voice. <laughs> my name is Marcel Perez, and I'm from Miami. He says he has an accent, and that's the first time I've heard it was when you said it. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he does. He does have an accent. I don't think he does. I don't hear accents. Is there anything else about number 1,220 I wanted to talk about? Mm-hmm. No, we made it. Yeah. We did it. Thanks to viewers like you. Thanks to viewers like you, we are 1,220th most funny podcast in the United States. <laughs> okay, but like for real though, the way that like the whole algorithm is set up is like it's not just based off of like people giving us five stars. Like they have to write reviews for them to really count. And then like it's like downloads too. It's like the more people that download, the higher we get. Mm-hmm. and so it's like and everyone that's taken the time to write a review even if it was just like goo goo it was very to which i loved <laughs> thank you to whoever wrote goo it was really everything i wanted <laughs> it's it's like that stuff really counts like it's like i know it takes time and i have done it for a very few podcasts i also appreciate the one person who was like i wrote a review and this was a lot for me to do <laughs> i was like i feel you dude i've never written a review for a podcast yep nope Never. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should write a review for ours. You haven't written a review for our podcast? I mean, I didn't know if it was any good at first. <laughs> I didn't want to be a liar. I don't want to just, like, build myself up like that, but you know? Besmirch my good name and my, yeah. my good taste. What are people going to think? I mean, I listen to NPR and this. Like, <laughs> it's hard to go up against NPR. So, moving on to our final check-in. We have some big big news big news huge thick throbbing news pog news super thick so guys as you know at the end of october is alicia and i's and marcel's one year anniversary and my birthday and alicia's birthday and halloween and halloween 
Okay. You can continue now. <laughs> is our one year anniversary of starting Which Yes, the podcast that you're listening to right now. So we were thinking that it would be really fun to do something special leading up in the whole month of October to this big and special day. So what are we going to do, Tara? Oh, God. Are you guys ready? Because if I say it out loud, then we really have to do it. That's true. And it's going to be a lot of fucking work. We're going weekly the entire month of October. Okay, just the whole month of October. (laughs) (laughs) I almost choked in my water. (laughs) And the show setup is going to be a little bit different. So what we're going to do is instead of witches in the news, which is going on hiatus, but we'll come back in November. Do not worry. Mm -hmm. I'll Um, have a lot to talk about by then. Oh, yeah. There'll be plenty of stuff. Yeah. We're going to do a special a spooky story for Halloween to get you hyped up in that spooky, fun Halloween nightmare times. Air horns. <laughs> so you're going to get spooky stories, spooky content, spooky, spooky, double spooks. I love spooks. And to make it even crazier, because even though we are a three-member band, we're very ambitious, is we're doing a fundraiser. Yes. To further celebrate our favorite witchy month, we will be hosting a fundraiser. Woo! so excited money money Money. (laughs) starting october 1st we will be raising money for a uk charity called safe child africa safe child africa works with and through partners in the niger delta region of nigeria to protect and uphold child rights when it comes to accusations of witchcraft dude remember like this entire fucking show we've been talking about all of these young children that have been taken advantage of and cast out in the streets i mean a couple episodes we talked about hope We were like, are there any companies or organizations that are helping with this problem? Because it seems like people are just like left to the devices of their government's legal system. Yeah. And those legal systems are not equipped to support and protect these people. And yeah, although it's not like a fun topic to talk about, like the killing of children and people, we really found it important to examine our own privilege and that we can talk and even joke about it when like people in the world today are being physically assaulted and sometimes killed because someone claims they're a witch. And sometimes those people are innocent children, which is why we wanted to raise money for Safe Child Africa. So this is how the October fundraiser is going to work. Starting October 1st, put it in your calendar. We are going to attach a PayPal link in the Witch Yes show notes and on our Instagram. For every dollar that you donate, We will write your name and enter it into a random drawing. Donate $5, get five chances to get your name. Donate $25, get 25 chances to enter your name. $1,000, we'll have to find a bigger hat to put all these in. (laughs) Because we're going to do a hat. We should do a witch's hat. I think that'd be really cute. That's adorable. I love that idea. The fundraiser ends on November 1st. We will be done whole month of October. So 12 a.m. 12.01 a.m. November 1st. We done. We're pumpkins. It's over. We done. I guess we're not. We won't be pumpkins anymore. That we'll be eating, de- like stuffing our face with candy <laughs> and watching Hocus Pocus. Yes. Living the dream in some really scantily clad outfits, I hope. <laughs> so fundraiser ends November 1st, 12.01 a.m. We will then choose three random people. And those three winners will get a chance to have a personal Skype conversation with us where we read your tarot. Oh, my God. You're, we're going to meet you. We're going to meet you. That's, that's crazy. I'm going to have to go get a makeup stylist. I'm going to yeah. need to get my hair done. I'm going to need to. I'll have to dye my hair for sure. Yeah, same. Yeah. You guys don't have to do anything. No, you guys are good. Come natural. Please wear clothes. Please wear clothes. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I've been thinking about it nonstop. <laughs> I mean, they won. (laughs) 
What are we going to do? I own you. <laughs> Covered in goo. <laughs> I thought this is what you guys wanted. I love that. All of the money through the PayPal account will go to Safe Child Africa. We're not taking any cut of it. We really want Witch Yes to not only be a fun and entertaining podcast, but to be self-aware and give back to the communities who need it. Also, October is my birthday month, so I mean, you can donate as a birthday present for me. So to get us ramped up for the very, very spooky spectacular that's going to be happening in October, we're talking about a spooky, scary topic, the Witch Hunters Manual. The Malleus Maleficarum. Whoa! It is a very long manuscript. <laughs> I own a copy. Tara so owns a copy. I own a copy, and I gave it to Alicia because she was like, oh, can you like give me the book so I can read it before our episode? And I handed it to her being like, she's going to fucking hate this. I read it all. She read it all. Read I've it never all. finished it, and I've owned it for years. I must have had nothing to do this past weekend. <laughs> I read it all. <laughs> it does not make sense. So the Malleus Maleficarum, or Malleus, translates to the hammer of witches Mm -hmm. and i just want to give some context to what this book was born into the climate was born into um and who wrote it so the church which you know i.e the catholic church the only church of the time at the time right there's only one like the 1400s right no this is around the 1200s is where i'm starting oh okay we're going back guys yeah so the church is dealing with a lot of these heretical sects of christianity because as it's spreading around the country and mm. around the continent and then around the world, it's really hard to control what all these different people are saying about this religion. And if you want to control it, like you have to have like a really strict structure with like, I guess you don't have priests in Catholicism. You have bishops or? I don't know. Fuck, I don't know either. We talked about Catholicism in one episode and someone very politely DM'd me and was like, that's not that was not it (laughs) we were like oh so we don't know there are people of importance people of importance but you it's really difficult to even like spread those like christianity is leaking into africa it's leaking into asia you know all these different places where it's then seeping into like the already existing traditional religious structures that are in there so it's like christianity is changing a lot and the catholic church authority fucking hates that So this is the 1200s, and the church itself is becoming more and more political and thus gaining more power over people's everyday lives as opposed to just their spiritual lives. At the time, there's one major heretical sect called the Cathars, or Cathars. They're a neo-Gnostic cult that was against reproduction, fleshly marriage, and a bunch of other shit. And because of this, like not being about sex, or maybe being about sex but not being about reproduction, women are set free from the bonds of their reproductive functions and begin to gain power within the church and the community. Which, like, guess what? The church also fucking hates this! I love this! Another fun fact is that Cathars were also vegetarians, but not because they don't believe in killing animals, it's because they're against reproductions and animals have sex. Are these, like, Amazon women? What is this? (laughs) What is this? Crazy. Wow. The first feminist! (laughs) Yeah, no, no, yeah, the Gnostics were not about, like, quick aside. It's like, they weren't about, like, creating more matter in the world. Yeah. And so, like... They were like, we're already overpopulated, and here yeah, we are. So they were like, we're not going to create more matter, which happens when you have sex and when you do this. And so women were like, well, now what am I going to do? And they were like, I guess get a job. <laughs> I'm going to wear pants. Okay. <laughs> so during the persecution of the Cathars, the Inquisition begins, and a very important judicial rule is created... Instead of innocent until proven guilty, 
-hmm. It was guilty until proven innocent. Yikes. Woof. Woof. So guess what? There's also a general air that like the world is going to end. Oh, we feel that. We know and what that feels soon. like. Oh, we also know what that feels like. <laughs> oh, great. And that Satan's forces are actively working to end the world. Like, he's not fucking around anymore. Okay? He was just playing. Yeah. Up until this point, he was like, Dominoes. I'm just in for, here for a good time, not a long time. Not a long time. But, you know, yeah. at this time, like, bad shit is actually happening. Europe is in what it was called the Little Ice Age, starting in the 1300s. There was massive famine and disease. What's up? That's the bubonic plague. Oh, yeah. Infant mortality rates were like 50%. There's no germ theory. People aren't like, oh, man, like if I touch this poop and I don't wash my hands, like, and I, then I eat with it, it's going to hurt my tum-tum. What are you like, I don't know, like common sense? Like be like, wow, this like kind of smells nasty. It smells like ass because it came out of my ass. I mean, I'm sure there is like people aren't stupid, but it's also <laughs> people didn't bathe every day or like every week or every month even, you know? Yeah. So everyone is looking for answers to all this goddamn drama. It's a lot of drama. It's like a lot of drama. Yeah. It's like an HBO series. You can continue. <laughs> I thought it was funny. Continue. And one of the conclusions that people come to is bitches, which had already been a problem, doing air quotes problem up until this point, but not like an end of days problem, more like a... An annoyance, like a mosquito in your room that keeps buzzing by your ear kind of problem. Mm -hmm. So these witches are instead agents of Satan who uses dark powers, which are maleficium. They fuck demons, they sacrifice children, they steal the Eucharist for their evil potions and unguents. Yikes. Mm -hmm. That's a lot. So, born from this need for blood and justice and safety and also more blood comes the Malleus Maleficarum. Insert metal guitar <laughs> music here. You should play... The whole song of Bad Out of Hell by Meatloaf. No. The seven minute song. <laughs> Insert the whole thing in here. <laughs> I would die of half. So what is this? What is this book? So, as I said before, the Malleus is often directly translated to the Hammer of Witches, which is the most thorough witch hunting manual to date. It's to date? To, yeah. To, to date? Take, to take on dates. That's wild. Thorough. It's broken up into three sections. Section one proves that witches and witchcraft are real, because here's the deal. People weren't convinced that witches were a real thing yet. There was a lot of like, oh, like, that's just my very old and crazy Nana over there. Pay no mind. Or like oh, my entire family and all my crops died and my dick fell off. Like, must be God's will. Oop, it's the plague. Blah, bye. Section two describes how to identify witches in your community, the powers of witches, and how they recruit more witches. Spoiler, sex and power. Lots of sex. It's fucking a lot of sex. A lot of sex. And section three is a step-by-step -step guide on how to prosecute witches. It's, like, pretty fucking grim. Yeah. So here's some fun facts, because I know you guys love facts. It's written by disgraced churchman and inquisitor Heinrich Kramer. 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 Who fucking sucked. He sucked. And dude, look at him. What's he writing there? Is that the Malleus? It could be. He's writing in his journal. That's cute. I hate bitches and I hate women and I've never had my dick sucked and I'm very sour about it so I'm going to write a witch hunter manual. I do have a theory that's like the whole reason. Oh, like it is. One it woman totally was like is. mean to him and he was like, I'm going to make her a witch and I'll get my revenge. So fucking 
But like, look at this picture. He looks like Conan O'Brien. He does. Why? I don't know. So like, look at his Conan? look at his little chin, and then look at his skinny little lips, and then look look at his pointy nose, and look at his like. He could easily have orange hair under that hat. We wouldn't know. We wouldn't know. I'm gonna post this picture on Instagram right now. Boom. So he, are we saying Kramer or Kramer? What are we gonna? I like Kramer because it's so like Seinfeld. Yeah, it's like also disgraced comedian <laughs> Kramer, <laughs> <laughs> disgraced inquisitor Kramer. I like it. Okay, Kramer. It stays. So he just wrote this whole fucking book by himself. No, he didn't. So the book also claims I have a second author, whose name is Jakob Spranger. Jakob. Um, but like, here's the dirt. Tell me, is this the tea? This is here's the tea. Excellent. Slurp slurp. Most people agree that he probably didn't write much of it at all. Springer. Much of the book? Much of the book. So some historians think that he may have written the introduction, and some think that he may have just been a literary advisor. But it's all very tactical. You see, Springer was a prestigious professor for the University of Cologne, so it looked fucking good to have his name on this book. All right, as I've already said, Kramer sucks. Big fat donkey dick balls. And he also is known in all of the towns and cities he worked in to be a fucking psychopath. Townspeople and church authorities would like very often run him out of town after which trials because he'd continue to harass the families of the accused cool dude cool <laughs> great super awesome so kramer what happens is that there's this witch trial in austria and during the trial he gets very very focused on this woman this local mm-hmm. woman who he believes is a witch and he focuses entirely on her sexual immoralities did she swipe left on tinder i really don't know i mean i'm sure there's better resources that i've done than like the 10 minutes i did on wikipedia great resource <laughs> but he was so obsessed with her sexuality that it got to the point where in the middle of the trial like a local i think it was a bishop was like all of this evidence is fucking bullshit like you don't know what you're talking about like this is just a wild like ruse to embarrass this woman he's like and nah bro to go nah bro Get so, out of here. That's wild. And he stayed after the trial and continued to harass her. So he literally got asked to leave the diocese in Austria. Kramer is angry and vengeful and probably sexually frustrated. And he wants to prove once and for all that he was right about the big witch conspiracy in Europe. So this is around that time, too, when you were Catholic and you're like not allowed to masturbate. Yeah. So that's probably like there's a lot, there's of, a lot of sexual shit. frustration. Yeah, I got- big ideas about that whole thing woof so he writes the malleus and it's so spiteful some of the language that he uses in like the original latin text is like so unnecessarily vulgar sometimes yeah alicia and i watched like a discovery channel show we did research you guys we did research they were like he used terrifying latin words for like filth yeah and stuff like these women were filthy and it's like that's not necessary yeah no yeah. It's just rude. This is supposed to be like a legal document. It's just his burn book. It is. Whoa. Ah. Yep. Kramer's burn book. But there's book. only there's only one thing in it. And it's just all women. All women. Every single one, including my mother, including my mom and my sister and my grandma and my aunties and my cousins and that's it. I don't think he actually he married. He was an inquisitor. I don't think he. I don't know how he could marry. He'd be like witch witch so just one more quick thing before we tell you about like strapado and succubi i said before that all of this was very tactical and it goes so much deeper so at the beginning of most copies of the malleus you're gonna see this thing called a papal bull 
So that's a decreed endorsement by the Pope that this book is Gucci and rad and totally what God wants. Except if you look at this bull, it doesn't mention the words malleus maleficarum at all. Like, fucking look, I dare you. I did look. It does not. It doesn't. It actually does not. So get this. It's actually the equivalent of Kramer's witch hunting license. But he put it in the front of the book, knowing full well how misleading it would be to anyone who reads it. So, like, and we talked about this earlier today, that, like, Kramer is, like, fucking butthurt and sad that he can't kill women legally in Austria. So he goes to the Pope and he's like, he's like, uh, like, the bishop in Austria, he won't let me do my job. And it's this witch thing is a real problem. Do you know the Pope's name? Innocent. Pope Innocent the (laughs) Eighth. Yes. What a horrible name to have. And there, there were eight of them. There were a lot of Pope Innocents. Why? I don't And they're not very innocent because most of them have been fucking awful. <sighs> so he like goes to the Pope. He bitches. The Pope is like, all right, you know, Kramer has 100% legality to prosecute witches to the full extent of the law and witchcraft is a real problem. And like. This is not about this book. It comes out, what, what, like three, three years? Three years, yeah. Three years before this book is actually published. So the Pope had never seen this book. It is 100% a falsified endorsement of the Malleus from one of the most powerful voices in the world at the time, fucking God. If we're like, God, we're Jim Henson speaking through the Pope like fucking Fozzie Bear. Yeah. <laughs> also, if you get an older copy of the book, you might run into an academic endorsement called The Letter of approbation from the Faculty of Theology of the University of Cologne. Allegedly, Kramer took it to the faculty of the university to get it approved, and almost all of them were like, no, this is crazy. They are like, this is horrendous. Good for them. Writing. You got to stand up for what you believe in. And the one guy who signed it admitted later that he didn't even read it. He saw Jakob Sprenger's name on it and was like, yeah, okay, whatever. I'm late for a date with my 14-year-old mistress. Got to go. Sign, sign. And then you're like, oh, but Tara, Tara and Alicia, there's like several signatures on this approbation. Yeah, dude, he fucking faked them. He faked all of them. That's so crazy. It's crazy. How do you make your handwriting that different each time? <sighs> Maybe um, Kramer was like Hitler and he was an artist in a past life. Oh. And if people had just accepted his beautiful art, he wouldn't have become a horrendous dick. What if you were a comedian <laughs> and no one found his jokes funny? Like this whole book is a joke. And everyone took it way seriously. No. He's like, she's a witch. But I'm <laughs> You know, women coming around and always uh, fucking making my dick fall off. <laughs> Bitches, what are you talking about? What are you going to do? <laughs> I hate my wife. <laughs> she liked that one. He's totally a comedian. <laughs> anyway, enough stalling. We got to get into what the fuck does this book even say? Is it time for my book report? <laughs> I called on you. I fucking popcorn on you. What's it called? Popcorn. Popcorn Alicia. Alicia's book report on the Malleus Maleficarum, which Tara might read some bullet points because it's a lot. (laughs) So, ladies and gents, and people who don't care about gender, let's talk about the title. To talk about the Malleus Maleficarum, we need to note the bias that is already in the title of the book. So I took the teensiest bit of Latin along with, like, the teensiest bit of Spanish and Chinese and just, like, my producing languages and whatnot. (laughs) Everything on my college application. Boom, boom, Chinese, Latin, Spanish, Japanese, Hebrew. I should have a better job. (laughs) Yeah, 
We should both have much better jobs. <laughs> Neither here nor there. We're focusing on witch hunting. So the Malleus Maleficarum would be a feminine word because of Maleficar, C-A-R-U-M. It has that A in it, and Maleficarum is usually translated as sorceress or witch. If it were Maleficor with an O, Maleficorum, that would make the word male, which would be more sorcerer or male witch or even criminal. So already there's bias in the title of the book. So it's like, okay, here's this book. It's and you about know, women. Yeah, you know it's about yeah. women. Second thing in the title is that Malleus is hammer, but there is no fucking mention of a hammer anywhere in this book. There are no hammers in this book. Is the book itself a hammer? Like when you... Like a metaphor? Like like you're a Bible thumper? A Malleus hammer? They're just throwing the Malleus through the courthouse? Yeah, sure he can go! Woof! Woof! Zip! There were- Zip! Zip! <laughs> That's too many books to throw. They didn't have that many printing presses at the time. You're right. They only had like one Malleus per courthouse. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, let's calm down here. Isn't that not historically accurate, Alicia? Don't you know the ins and outs of the printing mechanics of the 1200s? No. I do not, and I'll say it here first. I will be the first to admit. I will be the first to admit, so no one can come when we're at episode 325 and be like, yo, you guys lied. I don't care about you. Sit down. This is my house. <laughs> what I did learn, though, is that malleus is the word for a little bone in the middle of your ear that's shaped like a hammer. Oh. Yeah. Knowledge is power. Wow. Okay. But there were no hammers, unless it's a metaphorical hammer for this book. Yeah. But I thought that was a bummer. Like, it would have been really cool if they had a hammer. Anyways, the next part of the book and it actually wasn't in the book that you lent me, but in the original Malleus Maleficarum, it began with a justification of why this document even mattered. Even though part one is like, witches are real. I there swear. A, I promise. I swear. I swear to God. There was a whole justification about like, actually matters to the world. It basically said that if there are a lot of witches, that means there's a lot of evil in the world. And then it references the Book of Revelations, which I'm not sure. Do you know about the Book of Revelations? Isn't that like the... The one where all of the crazy stuff happens? Yes. It's like the end of the world and the, yeah. I basically read the Spark Notes version today just so I oh. would know what I was talking about. And it's basically like here's the apocalypse and there's a dragon and there's a lot of trumpets and a lot of horses of different colors for some reason. So it's just the apocalypse. The apocalypse is here. Jesus has risen again, which it's like what a what an entrance. You really got to admire that. Yes. That's some class. The party don't stop till I walk in. Like, don't stop. I am Trumpets, Jesus. trumpets, horses, horses, dragon? <laughs> Is he on the dragon? How does he? No, this all happens. And then he comes in. Oh, I see. Yeah. I don't know. It just seemed like a lot to me, but you know, it's okay. If you believe that, that's fine. So a lot of witches in the world equals the apocalypse, which is why the Malleus Maleficarum should be read. Because we don't want to have a fucking apocalypse. Yeah. This shit's well, like, crazy. Like, they believed at the time that they were at the beginning of Revelations. Like, they were like, it started. Because there's all this stuff going on at the time that was, like, aligning with what like should have been happening. Like, disease and shit yeah, like that. Yeah, totally. That's fair, guys, but, yo. I don't know. I'd be looking at every horse, and I already don't like horses, and being like, is you? Is you? Oh, my God, Alicia, you don't like horses, too? You don't like horses? I'm terrified of 
Oh my god, they're so fucking scary. They're huge. They could kill you. You could fall off. And they get spooked. And then you have to like kick them to make them move. I think that's so mean. That's so awful, right? Like I know that's how we've like domesticated these creatures for like hundreds of thousands of years. That's some rude shit. Mm -hmm. I don't even think I liked, what was it, Black Stallion? Was that? Black Beauty? Black Beauty. Mm -hmm. A horse fucking fell off a boat. Yeah. And swam to shore. Secretariat. I wouldn't trust a horse with anything. Sea biscuit? No. Why? Why? On the other hand, cows. Wonderful. Adorable. Would ride a cow any day. And I would love to have a cow friend. Have you ever looked into their eyes? Their eyes are huge and beautiful. They have the longest eyelashes. I just feel like I could trust a cow. Oh, yeah. I mean, a cow's only going to, like, retaliate if they feel like you have scorned them. A horse could just, like... Could just beat you for any reason. The horse could feel a change in direction in the wind and then they're like now i murder i kill <laughs> like, i love blood <laughs> fangs blood coming out of its mouth spurts wings flies away <laughs> you don't see cows with wings and like pictures or no, imagery you don't you see cows and they're like i love grain i love grain hey do cows eat hay cows i feel like we eat pretty much anything Grass related? Uh, grass related. Grass related. Or okay. maybe apples. I don't know. Anyway. Oh, I want to feed it an apple. I don't know if it'll eat it. We'll test it out sometime. It can decide. It can decide. <laughs> anyway. Here, here we go. To cows. To cows. Clink. Clink. After the justification comes the papal bowl, which Tara has already told you is a fucking lie. But they didn't know that. But they didn't know that. The people at the time, they're like, wow, like, yeah, like, totally. They're like, I trust the Pope with my life. He is basically God. He is God. Like, well, he's not God, but God speaks through him directly. Exactly. Which is so scary. Just like He's like bear. God's little puppet. Mm-hmm. Kermit. Right. Kermit? He's Kermit. <laughs> you can't see it. But Alicia is just wiggling her arms around like the Kermit gift. It's the most I've moved all day. Oh, good. Oof. That's good. Sweating more than I was. Then we go to part one. So part one is to convince skeptics that witchcraft is real. We talked about that. The main point of it is that God allows the devil to exist. Thus, he allows evil to exist. Evil equals witches, obviously. And since doing wicked deeds is a choice, and God has allowed this choice... If you succumb to any evils or witchcraft, you should be punished for it because you have made the choice to do that. It is also mentioned that the accused for witchcraft used to be thrown to animals for them to maul and kill those people. But since the majority of witches are women, it is way more polite to burn them at the stake. Oh, it's like way like they're doing them justice. Like a favor. I don't want to see this woman get torn apart by animals. I want to watch. I want to watch her burn at the stake. Well, she screams. Which one would you rather, though? Like, maybe burning at the stake. I don't know. They both really suck. (laughs) Mauled by animals, a horse comes out. (laughs) With a fucking knife. Crying. (laughs) In its mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nay, bitch. (laughs) So scary. Oh, so good. We're not, okay, we're not laughing at, like, the, the torture and pain of women. We're laughing at horses. <laughs> so we're not making fun of women dying 
in horrible and painful ways. This is a lot of like really heavy stuff. Mm-hmm. And Alicia and I's way of often dealing with very heavy stuff is to make light of it and to joke about it because that's the best way that we can process it. Can process, yeah, like our traumas. We are just simple humans with some blocked chakras. <laughs> and here we are. All right, here we go. Part two starts off saying that clergymen and like your judge and your pope and anyone of value in the church is actually impervious to witchcraft. Okay. They're too close to God. Thus, how can a witch do anything to them? Yeah, right? All right, go on. Fine. All right. No statements? No no rebuttals? I just... just <laughs> Objection. It also goes into why women are more likely than men to open their hearts to the devil. And that is because women are impressionable, credulous, and quick to believe things. You know. They have slippery tongues and spread gossip of the dark... <laughs> It's just all too funny to me. (laughs) All right, all right, all right. They have slippery tongues and spread gossip of the dark arts because they just simply cannot help themselves. Oh my gosh, I can't help. I love to gossip and my tongue's so slippery. (laughs) I am lecherous. I am insatiable. Mm -hmm. I am just want to believe. A lot of tea parties back then. (laughs) Tell me everything. What was that herb you used to cure cancer? Tell me. I want to know. I want to know. What crystal? What crystal? Where do you find these crystals? Where is the cave? (laughs) So, all right. Sure. Sure, sure. Guilty as charged. Also, they are more perceptible to evil because they have one more rib. Fuck you. (laughs) You know that Eve was made out of Adam's rib thing. Yeah, that was a reason given to why women sip tea with the devil. And I looked it up. We do not have one more rib than they do. <laughs> we have equal ribs. Some people are weird. Some people have one more. Some people have one less. But mostly, we have the same amount of ribs. That's so weird. I wonder where that came from besides, like, the story in the Bible. Yeah. yeah I don't know. But I thought that was fact, and apparently it's not fact, so you learn something new every day. Kramer also went to mention that women's faith wavers a lot more than men. Like, Eve had to talk to that fucking serpent and get her and Adam kicked out of the Garden of Eden Delilah betrayed Samson by telling the lords of the Philistines that Samson's weakness is his hair, which I don't know what the fuck that story's about. That's really? fucking weird. Oh my god, it's I love that story. Really? I don't Y'all, did you guys ever watch Veggie Tales? No. My mom was like really into getting us to watch Veggie Tales. And look what happened. And now you're into witchcraft. But but they like all those like fun stories about like Samson and then like the whale and like all that stuff is told through vegetables. I love that. It's like he fell in love. And she was a spy, and they had sex, and As then every good woman is. And then she cut his hair because he had like superhuman strength. Oh, and she like cut his hair, and then he was like, "Well, now I'm just I'm just a man. I'm just a guy. I'm just another guy with just a dude with a beard, no hair now, mm-hmm. bald, completely bald." Woof. <laughs> Helen of Troy caused the Trojan War because she eloped with Paris. I like she was stolen though right like she was she's a little seduced seduced oh okay some people said she was like raped i mean we don't know we don't know cleopatra was a seductress and a powerful and terrifying female that every woman should look up to i love her and then jezebel continued to believe in other gods and not the hebrew god yahweh although apparently quick aside. the tea let me i'm gonna lean in here we go When they were coming to kill Jezebel, she applied her makeup and put on her best and most expensive outfit so that she could hold her head high as they killed her. And then they threw her off her balcony and she was eaten by dogs. Oh my God. But she looked damn good. 
Isn't that great? That was the highlight of my research, oh my honestly. That's some class. Wow. It's like going out in style. She literally went out in style. Wow. If only. One day, I hope. <laughs> the text continues to say that if we inquire, we find that nearly all the kingdoms of the world have been overthrown by women. Okay. Um. <laughs> Objection. Objection. Your honor. Okay, for onesies, how do you know about all the kingdoms in the world? You haven't even discovered the new world yet, you punk-ass motherfucker. It's true. For twosies. That's just historically inaccurate. They don't know. Are they reading off of, like, slabs of brick at this what? point? What? He's got, like, five examples, and he's like, all women. All I'm- women. <laughs> I mean, he might be jumping to some, like, major conclusions, but at least he had evidence. I swear to fucking God, this guy has, like, a worse writing style than I had for my thesis paper, where I was just like so bent on getting it fucking done and proving a point and like getting done with my master's degree. He was, was too. Where I was like, here you go. I damn it. Here's all of my word vomit. It's done. It's over. Generalizations. All yeah. men are terrible. Let me tell you about this. My traumas. It's kind of the same, but the opposite for him. His traumas. Women are awful. Mm-hmm. Cleopatra, that beautiful bitch. Picked out Love of her. Egypt. Yeah. Run out of Egypt. So, like, when she was, like, kicked out of Egypt, mm-hmm. she was, like, trying to figure out ways to get back. And she was like, I'm going to have to, like, sneak in, but I don't know how I'm going to sneak in. So what they fucking do, mm-hmm. and I think it's either Mark or the other one, Caesar. Mm-hmm. Somebody is in Egypt at the time who fucks her. Anyway. Yes, both do. So she's like, this is how I'm going to sneak in. She fucking, like, pulls, like, a spy kids or whatever, like, hides in some fucking laundry by like Cleopatra loyalists and then they roll her up in a rug that's fucking dope that's gonna be delivered to the fucking royal chambers and then they roll her out in the rug and she's like hey what's up bitches what's up and the story is is like Caesar or Mark whoever who like saw that was like impressed dude I would be too okay and then they fuck and then she's like the queen of Egypt again Check. Easy. All kingdoms overthrown by women. All of them. Every single one. Okay, but on rare occasions, men can be accused of witchcraft as well. Normally, they come in the form of an archer sorcerer. So you get to be an archer sorcerer, not a witch. That's rude. Isn't that rude? So unlike women who just like to ravage men with lust and vengeance, male witches mostly just want power. Like, most historical men we've seen just want power in history yeah they didn't really go too far into detail about the archer sorcerers but satan's number is three i don't know why i don't know who decided that so if you're shooting three arrows at a time you might be an archer sorcerer that's rude yeah what if i I just like three yeah what if three is their favorite number yeah it's my lucky number no it's a prime number devil (laughs) satan six 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 (laughs) and now i would like you to continue about succubi and incubi. So they talk a lot about succubus and incubus or succubi and incubi in the Malleus. A succubus is a female demon who has sex with sleeping men. You've probably heard about it before. There's a lot of porn about it. The oh. incubus is a male demon who has sex with sleeping women. Um, you've probably heard of the band. They have a couple good songs. This is the way that some witches would be infected by Satan and witches may cast spells that have these demons visit people that they want to curse in their sleep. I like it. You have, like, your own agents. Yeah, You just totally. send them out. So this is where, like, wet dreams come from and stuff. This is where they said that, like, wet dreams and sex dreams, like, you're not 
the idea that dreams were just things that your brain were, were was doing was not like a part of that wheelhouse at yeah. the time. It was like dreams were real psychic things that were happening. So your sex dreams, if you like had sex with someone in your dream, you're probably cheating on your husband with an probably. incubi. Probably. Or maybe a succubi. They were just very sexually confused back then. There's a lot of weird shit going on. Yeah. And I have a lot of feelings about this. But it is mentioned that sex with a succubus is much better than sex with a human female. There is a line in there. Which I think that maybe it's because they're not afraid to get your male G-spot right up in your butthole, probably. Maybe. So I'm just going to throw that out there. Since back then they believed that sex or pleasure was really dirty and straight up nasty. That's why it was easier for people to be infected with the devil during sex. The Malia cites that a lot of sex workers and loose women are normally witches. And I also learned that a lot of women with gray hair are more likely to receive a sexual rendezvous with an incubus. Isn't that great? Which is why never I'm condition. fucking lo- alone at night all the time. That's why, That's my, why? my dreams are like about like running in a warehouse from a maniac with a knife. You could be having sex dreams if you just conditioned. Maybe I over-conditioned. Maybe you over-conditioned. I do the tips a lot. That's what you should be doing, though. So my hair is going really gray really quickly, so I think that I might have to, like, change up my... It's, like, a different texture than the rest of my hair. It's wiry, and it's thicker, and it's, like, kinkier. Huh. Yeah. Fun. One of the questions that was asked in the Malias was if demons or even Satan shoots semen into witches when they're infected. Mm Mm-hmm. The word semen. They use the word semen. The hard-hitting questions. Is sex better in your dream than with a real human? Yes. And is there semen in women? Yes. Now, the answer is yes, if they're young. Okay. Mm. So young women are then corrupted by this demon semen inside their womb. Ooh, demon semen. That's fun to say. Inside their wombs to make the babies demon babies. Ooh. But... If you're an older woman who can't have babies anymore, then they don't waste their precious demon semen inside your husk of a body, which I feel like is a little ageist. It is a little ageist. That's not nice. It's not nice at all. Also, this kind of leads to the same fact that if the mother is convicted of being a witch, that means that the children are also most likely witches and they need to be exterminated because they are most likely born, obviously, from... Demon semen? Yes. I am learning so much. <laughs> Kramer also says that a lot of midwives are witches because they offer a woman's baby up to the devil, which I was like, midwives fucking getting shit f- from the 1200s. What if all doulas, witches? All doulas do they I might would be fucking that, witches. They bring their own baby pools. Yeah, I would believe doulas nowadays are witches. Like, no. I would not be surprised. They probably have, like, the crystals that come out and everything. I mean, I would want one. So part two is also madly fascinated with penises like all men they spend so much time on it there's a lot of pages talking about their member Ooh, their member Mm -hmm. it's not penis it's their member that's like pornographic fan fiction about inuyasha dictionary vocabulary his throbbing member oh yeah as he looked down at kagome i don't know who these people are you would hate it (laughs) (laughs) good good to know so there are multiple pages about a man's member. And since Viagra wasn't invented yet, if you can't get your dick up, it's probably because you're cursed by a witch. And it's totally not your problem or the fact that when men age or people with penises age, sometimes things don't work that well. And that bodies, all bodies are beautiful. So. Damn. It uses a scare tactic that witches can make your dick disappear by using a glamour spell. 
which is apparently collected penises, which Ooh. I don't know who would want to collect penises, but Dude, I'm not here to shame. I hope they like move. Like you just have them like in a, like a little tub and they're like, dip, 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 oh, dip, like, dip. like a little goldfish. It'd be kind of be cute. You feed them every day. Uh, I don't <laughs> know what you feed. The face he that made. That made me so uncomfortable. So let me tell you a story. I want to tell you a story though. Um, and this is like probably one of my favorite stories in the Mollies. So there's a story that some dude lost his dick. Very common. Mm-hmm. Happens all the time. We've all known someone that's lost their dick. Find and it on posters. <laughs> lost dick. Lost Please dick. call. Reward. <laughs> Answers to the name Little Henry. Little Henry. Little Pinky. Little Pinky. <laughs> Gross. Yeah. Okay. So he went to a witch to find it. And the witch told him to climb a tree. And then she had a bird's nest. Like full of dicks. I don't know why she was keeping them up there, but to hide them, I guess, from the other the... witches who want to take her collection. Oh yeah, because she's got all the great baseball cards, and yeah. it's like if you show off all your your cards, like someone's gonna. Yep. So, the dude climbs a tree and he sees the bird's nest full of dick, and then in proper man form, he wants to have the biggest penis of the collection. Typical. Unfortunately for him. The witch said that he could not use it because that penis belonged to a parish priest. It's a holy dick. <laughs> Which, it's like a little weird because I thought that priest couldn't be affected by witchcraft. But I guess every man is at risk of losing his penis through witchcraft. Ooh, loophole. The last part of this section is what to do if you believe you've been bewitched. So this is what you're going to do. One. Tell me. Go to a holy shrine. Two. Give a true confession of your sins and all of your sins. And three. I guess like 2A, like subsection of F2. There's only two. There's only two, <laughs> but there's like a little asterisk. And then you go down and it's like see page 136. And then mm-hmm. you go to 136 and it's like, you better be fucking remorseful about your sins. Yeah, you can't just go and like, eh, I shot a man. You have to actually feel it in your gut. Okay, quick aside. So the person that I'm dating right now, we've talked a little bit about. Shot a man? It did not shoot a man. But okay. he grew up Catholic, and his mm. family is very Catholic. And he actually went to a Catholic all-boys school. Ooh, weird. It was weird, and I actually went to visit it recently, and I was like, this is scary. This is a scary place. Mm. And it was run by the same people that are the bad people in the Da Vinci Code, which I guess are real people. <laughs> was that the Illuminati, or who, who were I those know, people? Some fucking crazy diocese. Okay. Anyway, so they would, like, make them go to confession as, like, part of their whole thing. Okay. And he would never go rebel what a rebel dating a bad boy over here oh look at me and at one point one of the people came down that we all respect comes down and is like so i see that you haven't been to confession in a while mike was like yeah i guess i haven't and he's like you should go and so he goes to confession and he feels like he has to confess so he's like i beat my family (laughs) i beat all my (laughs) brothers and just made up a bunch of shit that he did because he was like, I can't think of any bad things that I did. Oh, he would have been burned at the stake so fast. He does not work well under pressure. Damn. So moving into part three, the final part. The final part of the book report. <laughs> that Alicia wrote, but I'm breathing. She's dictating so I can save my voice. I'm Fozzie Bear in this situation. I don't know what Fuzzy sounds like. I don't know like. what he sounds like either. He's like Ray, like a Ray Romano, but not a good Ray Romano. Ray Romano trying to be Ray Romano. <laughs> yeah, he's like doing an impression of himself. 
So part three was actually a lot less exciting than we all thought it was going to be. Because it says, like, when you, like, Google stuff and it's like, oh, like, this is how you're going to torture the witches. But it seems to me that it was, like, not as gory and bloodthirsty as we all wanted it to be. They just (laughs) tortured them with legal jargon. (laughs) And long trials. And long, long trials. It's basically saying how you should carry out a court case that involves witchcraft. To convict a witch... You need at least two witnesses agreeing on the same charges. And these witnesses cannot be a mortal enemy of the accused. That was not allowed. That's probably good. To be accused of witchcraft, it is normally on the grounds of heresy, which gives it more of a legal flair. But it's basically if you're a witch, you worship Satan, and Satan's not God, so you're a heretic. Okay, fair. Accused witches would normally come out for the hearing with their faces covered, which I thought was really interesting, because if they looked at you before you looked at them, they could curse you. I like that, though. Oh, like a power move. Yeah. It's Could like, how many like, times did that happen for them to, like, catch on to that? It said that if the accused witch never cries, then they are 100% a witch. Oh, okay. However, if the accused does cry for any reason, witches have become really good at faking shit. So it doesn't necessarily mean that they're not a witch just because they cried. So in this situation... You are always a witch. Basically, it's like no matter what you do, no matter what response you have, it is always an indication that you're probably a witch. Great. Welcome to death town. Guilty until proven innocent. Yeah. At some point, they could be tortured during their trial. It said that they could do the stretchy arm torture, which is the strapado, and that they could also do the hot iron rod. So the strapado torture is where they like bind your hands behind your back. Okay. And then they raise you off the ground all the way. I don't think I can move like that. And then you hang there. Ew. Isn't that fucking horrifying? Wow. So either you hang there, and like, I don't know if this is in the in the Malias, but this is what I learned in my class. Either you, you could just hang there until your arms like are slowly pulled out of your sockets, or sometimes they would pull you up. And then they would drop you <gasps> and then catch you right before oh, you fall ow. so that they crack. Fucking crazy awful dreadful and the hot iron rod is they literally take a piece of hot iron rod and the accused is supposed to walk from point a to point b carrying that hot metal and if they don't get burned congratulations you're innocent if you do get burned by this hot piece of iron then you're a witch her neighbors definitely heard that yeah that not how science works but there really wasn't much science so yeah so those are really the only tortures that are mentioned and it's up to your community and judge to employ whatever torture you feel is best people like in the discovery channel thing that we saw people would use thumb screws which is like where they would just crush your little fingers your fingers and your hands your bones and your flesh through like a vice another one that they would do i forget what it's called but it's like this metal helmet that they would then put screws in and, like, crush oh, your skull. Yeah. It's, like, fucking disgusting. Ew. And, like, the thing about the Discovery Channel documentary is, like, they do reenactments. So, like, 80% of the show is women being, like, just, like, screaming. And it's horrifying. And then you're, like, I'm on the train and I'm listening to women scream. This is totally normal. <laughs> I'm not a freak. I watched it in the safety of my own home. But it definitely inspired me that that's the type of director I want to be. <laughs> I just want to do Discovery Channel reenactments. So if you're convicted of being a witch, you're most likely going to be burned at the stake. Cool. Sucks to be you. Great. However, you can appeal because law is just. Excellent. But if you appeal, that probably means you are guilty of witchcraft and heresy and you're just putting off the inevitable. 
It's like no winning. Law is just. The Malleus greatly discourages judges to allow an appeal to happen. If this appeal goes to the papal court, there's a risk that the first judge may have to appear in court. And this is what the last paragraph of the Malleus is all about. If a judge has to appear at court, besides spending a ton of money to go all the way to the fucking Vatican, it encourages heretics to act out of turn. Because the judge is not present and because they can't handle their own court cases. They kind of lose respect and reverence in the community. Like, what heretic is going to fucking take him seriously now? I wouldn't. Nice. Trash. Running back to your fucking daddy. (laughs) Papa. So there's like a nice little bribery at the end to make sure that you just like kill the witches. And don't bother with the Pope. Don't listen to Pope Innocent. Don't take him my book. Don't show him that there's a papal bull in there because Pope Innocent didn't really make this papal bull for my book. I thought that was so wild. Like, I read that and then I had to read, like, the more English translation of that to just be like, really? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. So, like, go through this whole book. You're reading. You're like, all right. These witches, going to take them down. But, I mean, I don't know. One could be innocent. If one appeals, there is your reputation. Yeah. Bye. bye. You, like, you fucked up. It's like the ultimate threat. It's like, you lose your job. You lose all this shit so most times when they try to appeal the judge can just be like nah well that's like the whole thing it's like people are so afraid of being wrong one time because then that like brings every other decision under scrutiny yeah and so it's like if one witch is proven through appeal to not be a witch then it's like well how many other women so the idea is like you know you gotta fucking break some eggs to make an omelet like if you want to really get rid of witches like you cannot be emotional about it yeah you have to fucking indiscriminately kill a bunch of people which i also wonder since the papal bull was kind of like made up for this if that was kind of kramer's way of like saving his ass at the end i fucking i believe it yeah because it's like if you bring this to court and then you're like well the mollius said and the pope's like mollius what <laughs> mollius i've never heard of kramer who <laughs> i see a million bitches a day I am God's puppet. <laughs> I don't remember a Kramer. The guy who looked like Conan O'Brien? It was years ago. Yeah, it's so weird. All right, so at the very end, we've already talked about this, is the letter of approbation. And honestly, don't at the end of this, you've read so much and gone through so much like cyclical logic that it's like three pages and it really doesn't add on much. It's just like one of those things that's like, but also here's all these other people that agree with me. It's like a work cited from people that like never said any information yeah. to begin with. <laughs> and that is Alicia's book report that I read for her. Yay! And it was very good. And I thank you so for reading good. it. Because listen, I've had this book for a while. I have tried to read it so many times and I would like just fall asleep because like the language that is used, and maybe you can attest to this, is like they use anecdotal mm-hmm. evidence and they also fucking cite themselves and they talk in like these long long sentences yeah it's like the answer could have been in like one sentence and that would have had all the information and instead they like go on and then by paragraph four they're like the first sentence the one sentence and then they still go on for like eight more paragraphs and you're like okay <laughs> cool i've read a lot of words and this was very easily explained it's crazy Oh, what's that over the horizon?
breaking news, which is in the news. I'm Alicia Herder, your anchor for tonight. And I'm Terkek, your intern. Would you like a croissant? I would love a croissant. I haven't been fed in days. They won't let me leave. <laughs> They've trapped you. <laughs> SOS. SOS. I've been fucking... <laughs> Here we go. First up, HBO Max calls for prequel pilot for the famed Halloween movie Practical Magic. HBO Max, which for those who don't know, and why would you? It's not a thing yet. Will be a <laughs> streaming platform that you can get with your Cinemax subscription that launches in 2020. Cool. Now we know what it is. But why should we care about this new platform that we're going to pay another $10 a month for? Who's going to do that? Who's going to do that? I'm already paying like 30 bucks a month. Like it doesn't make sense, you know? Because this platform, Cinemax, is spending money to make a pilot for a Practical Magic prequel called Rules of Magic. Based off the Alice Hoffman book, Practical Magic is a story about the Owens family. Two aunts, Franny and Jet, and their two nieces, Sally and Jillian, who are all witches plagued by a love curse. Have you seen this movie? I have not. The first time I saw it, Marcel and I were in Mexico and it was in Spanish and we had no idea what was happening. But Sandra Bullock's in it, so that's pretty great. Okay, that's good, yeah. There we go. So there's the legitimacy. So Sally and Jillian kill one of them's abusive boyfriend. And of course, they're witches, so they bring him back to life. And that's not good, you know, plot. (laughs) They drink margaritas with their aunts, Franny and Jet. And everyone rejoices in witchy sisterhood. And family. The prequel, Rules of Magic, is a pilot for a potential TV show starring the aunts before the girls were ever born. Set in New York City in the 1960s, Franny and Jet will wrestle with grief, war, bigotry, and dark magic. That's us! That's us! And of course, that centuries-old curse that keeps them away from love. (gasps) It's also us. My chakras. My chakras! Since it has just been announced, Rules of Magic does not yet have a release date, but keep your eyes peeled for more sisterly magic fun. They are peeled. They are dry and peeled and left out in the sun, waiting, begging, please, release. Some eye drops. (laughs) Up next... The sandwich. Here we go. You ready? Here we go. Get ready. It's worse. It's worse than you would think. Okay, guys. Branded witch, in quotes, woman assaulted in Nepal. In Kathmandu, Nepal, a 35-year-old woman was attacked by a group of villagers who accused her of being a witch. The practice of accusing women of witchcraft and assaulting or killing them is illegal in Nepal, although it is still common in some areas. The woman's name was not published at this time, and the reason why she was accused of being a witch was also not disclosed as well. But apparently, a group of five women in this village beat the 35-year-old and then force-fed her, and like, there's no great way to put this, like, shit. Like, they force-fed human shit into her mouth. (gasps) Oh, God. Yeah. This is probably, like, one of the worst ones. Like, they're all pretty bad, but... This is just fucking gross. The five women have been identified and two of the five have been taken into police custody. The victim was taken to the hospital for treatment. And that's all that the article said. Wow. Like five different articles. They all had the same information printed on them. How sad. Yeah, I'm like actually like a little bit stunned at how... I'm like actually like a little bit yeah. stunned it's so at gross. is. It reminds me of like, I don't want this to be taken like I'm making light of it. But the force feeding of human feces reminds me of something horrible mean girls would do to another girl in high school. It reminds me of like the pouring of the pig's blood. and oh, like that kind of thing. Like a carry kind of situation. Yeah, like a horrifying, hazing act that is universal among women. Yeah. Like that is like truly despicable. Yeah. She is lower than an animal. Yeah. In that situation. It's so sad. Oh, God. 
Yeah. Right, can you give me some bread for this? Here's the bread. Step aside, Silicon Valley. Here come the tech witches. Okay. All right. Here I am. I'm here. I'm inside the Matrix. Here we go. At the Amity International School in India, five high school girls are finalists at a Technovation Girls competition, which is an annual competition for girls between 10 and 18 to identify a problem in their community and create a mobile app to solve it. Okay, cool. And the name of their group, the Tech Witches. That's adorable. It's so cute. The group plays on the commonly used term Tech Wizards. And when asked about their name, they said, we flipped the gender of the term to break the status quo, to separate the term witches from the negative connotations it carries. Remember, this is still in India. Yeah, so like, like this shit is happening right this now. This shit is happening right now. And to make an empowering statement that even girls can be technologically adept. Love that. And the app the tech witches created is called Matri. And it connects children at orphanages to senior citizens in nursing homes to allow them to spend time together. That is precious. That is precious. That is really Was that some good bread? That was some good, good whole wheat nutritional bread. You're welcome. I feel nurtured and sustained. And still a little sad. And still really sad. And now, which is in the news, we'll be on hiatus for the month of October. This is the last one. We'll see you again in November. We'll see you in November. We'll have lots of witchy stuff to talk about. Get up to some mischief, y'all. I'm sure some witch shit's going to go down in Okay, October. but fucking UK, you sit down. You've had enough attention. UK and Canada, what are they doing? Sit. Take a breather. And... To segue. Into our final segment. It is our spell. Ooh. We are gonna, we're gonna move in. We're, we're changing the energy. We are saying with intention. Oh, this is a lot of weight of the world. The Amazon is burning and someone was fed poopy and I hate it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It feels like you got a lot of, a lot of weight on your shoulders. I would say even the weight of the world and this is a spell to help you with it. So, as I am maturing mm, okay. in my witchcraft and spiritual journey, my most recent thing has been taking already existing spells that people have been working on and then applying them to my own craft and making them easier for me and my boundaries and what I'm comfortable with. So, originally, this Weight of the World spell is from Salem Spells on Tumblr, but I've edited it heavily. Featuring Tara Keck. Perfect. It's a remix. But I just want to make sure, like, I loved the name and I love the bare bones of the spell, so I want to make sure that like they were credited. Perfect. So these are your materials. You're going to need a candle and, of course, a fire-safe bowl. I prefer metal. These are the two candles you can use. A white candle for cleansing okay. or a purple candle, which is for surmounting obstacles and soothing paranoia. Oh, I like that one. Purple candles use a lot are also used a lot for like psychic energy, like putting psychic intention, which I feel like can also be used for this spell. But I wanted to make sure that like the purple candle is also very important for paranoia and anxiety. Cool. Number two, you're going to use a rose quartz. A rose quartz. Which is, you know, the regular quartz that is for cleansing. Rose quartz is for self-love. Oh. A small piece of paper and something to write with. I usually try to keep my slip of paper about the size of my palm. So like a post-it note, note card kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Kind of sitch. Okay. Exactly. And then a quiet place to meditate, which can be like your bedroom, your bathroom, your altar, your living room, anywhere that you feel safe. It can be like your office. Like the park. The park somewhere where you feel safe enough to engage in this activity you don't feel like you are constantly thinking about everyone's eyes around you you need it to be quiet so these are going to be your directions step one smoke cleanse and ground yourself you already know this always 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 i've also been a big fan of like sage incense recently 
to help maintain the sage smell during my meditation because it's like I sage and I cleanse, but then I feel like that smell keeps me in that space. Mm. It tones that space. kind of grounding. Exactly. Step two. Once you feel relaxed and you're in the zone, auto zone, auto zone, light your candle and place it in front of you. Take some time to watch the flame, not with like strict focus, but like linger on it and continue to allow your body to relax. Step three. Place your crystal in the palm of your hands and close your eyes and give yourself three deep breaths i want you to visualize the healing energy of your crystal that you totally cleanse and charge in the light of the moon of course to seep into you like you're not pulling that energy out it's coloring your energy with its own like when you feel the heat of a radiator like slowly warm your body oh step four now i took the chanting out of this one because i fucking hate chanting but i do believe in the power of verbalization so if you like to verbalize may i suggest something short and sweet here's some examples i set down my burden i let go of this weight or even simpler you know i let go i put this down i am free i like those step four subsection a if you don't want to verbalize you can do both it's fine like whatever it's your spell you're your own witch you know like you're do in what control I, you're in control if you don't want to verbalize i want you to visualize heavy weights i want you to search your body for where they have been laid i want you to visualize their form are they filled with sand? Is it one big one? Is it many small ones? What color are they? I want you to imagine them being picked off and placed on the floor next to you. How heavy do they feel? Feel free to move your shoulders once they've been free. Scrunch up your toes if they're no longer weighted down. Like feel your body post the removal of all of this excess. And you know, this visualization can take however long you want. And that's why you're going to have a nice quiet space. So step five, on your slip of paper... Frame the weights that you are working to shed in the form of an affirmation. So what does that mean? Example, instead of writing, I need to be perfect, I want you to write, I don't need to be perfect. Instead of, I don't feel like I am working hard enough, I want you to write, I always do my best. Instead of, I'm afraid to move in with my partner because then I cannot curate my personality every second of every day to make them love me. And if they see the real me, they'll realize that I'm truly disgusting and vile and uninteresting person. And also, I don't want to get rid of my vintage Batman mugs. I want you to write. I am enough, and I am loved, and I am safe. So step six is light the piece of paper on fire with the candle and place it in the fire-safe bowl. Very important. And then wait for it to burn out, mostly for safety, and then you're done. Very nice. Thanks. I like the simplification of everything. Thanks. I, I was like, there was a lot of chanting, and there was a lot of like, all right, then you're going to take the piece of paper, and then you're going to put it under this thing for a while, and you know, it's like this and that. And I was like, I don't want anybody to find like my weird writings underneath my bed. Like, yeah. <laughs> And I was like, what I'm trying to do is shed something. I'm trying to, to remove something, mm -hmm. burn something off of me. And this seemed like in line with like the candle and the warmth and the warmth of the crystal and stuff like that. So I like it. Thanks. Thank you for sharing the spell. Oh, thank you for, thank you for listening. Of course. I've been stuck here for days. I have to listen. <laughs> and guys, that's been the last episode of your normally scheduled witch yes next time it's gonna get a little freaky oh dude you guys we have like spooky stuff planned so alicia spooky. and i were like it's october like we can't just be talking about like chakras we can't just be talking about like posy things posy all things. scary are they dude, all spooky guys we're gonna talk about necromancy yeah isn't that wild i'm like terrified alicia's talked me into doing a ouija board episode october is gonna be fucking lit yeah on fire with the devil Ah! 
Oh, yeah, we talk about the devil, too. Yeah, we do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Get ready. It's going to get spooky. Yeah. And then, again, just want to remind you to rate, hopefully five stars, review, which is a different thing that's like writing a review. The thing that I have not done. The thing that Alicia hasn't done. And then subscribe, download. The reviews and the downloads are what push us up the charts. Alicia and I do not advertise. No. We just have an Instagram. We're working on a Facebook page. We're working on a Patreon. But, like, we're not part of a network we're not journalists. Yeah. You know, we do all of this out of our own dime. Sometimes Alicia and I will like have to pay for stuff to get stuff off the internet and to get like research materials. We pay for Pinecast by ourselves. So, and we've talked about this before. We don't want your money, but we love your money. We want sponsor money. We want sponsor money. We want sponsor money. We want to get picked up by network. And the only way we can do that is by being noticeable and attractive and sexy and at least have a thousand followers and we're almost there but if you were like damn they don't want my money you know who does want your money safe child africa yes so this is the time to fundraise do something good Mm -hmm. tell your friends tell your friends it's a good cause so it's worth it yeah worth the dime and also we'd like to thank marcel perez our producer mallory porter our creative director and kevin mcleod for letting us use the intro and outro music that we use each episode oh my gosh every single time every single time we have such consistency bless him and i guess this has been which yes bye